Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll play our conversation with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. We had an opportunity to join him earlier today. We'll play that for you coming up in just a bit. I want to read to you guys some stats regarding Patrick Mahomes and just better put into context how great he's been in his career and how good the team has been in postseason games. Last Saturday was Patrick Mahomes' 15th postseason game. The Chiefs have won 12 of them. Let's put into context what 12 postseason wins means. Kurt Warner has nine. Donovan McNabb has nine. Drew Brees has nine. Russell Wilson has nine. Rob, before he has turned 30, he has completely cleared Drew Brees, future Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner in the Hall of Fame. There was a time in which we thought Russell Wilson was going to be a Hall of Famer. With 11 playoff wins is Troy Aikman. He won three Super Bowls. Now, I understand that the two seed used to get by, so the Chiefs, they they will have played more postseason games. The fact that we are at age 28 years old and he already has one more postseason win than Troy Aikman. And it's not like anyone thinks that last Saturday was the last postseason win that Patrick Mahomes will ever get. He might double up postseason wins that Troy Aikman has in his career. And again, he has three rings on his finger. He has as many postseason wins as Aaron Rodgers does. Aaron Rodgers is 47 years old. And Patrick Mahomes already, when Patrick Mahomes was in elementary school, was when Aaron Rodgers started winning postseason games, he has already caught him. Mahomes talks about how he grew up watching Aaron Rodgers, wanting to be like Aaron Rodgers when he was a junior high in high school, started playing the position. He has more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers and has as many postseason wins. If they win on Sunday, he will have more postseason wins than Aaron Rodgers. Famous podcaster. If the Chiefs win on Sunday, he will have as many playoff wins as Roger Staubach, Brett Favre, and Ben Roethlisberger. Brett Favre, maybe one of the 10 greatest quarterbacks of all time. Roger Staubach, certainly in that conversation. Roger Staubach was the quarterback for a dynasty. Brett Favre, what, four MVPs? Two Super Bowls. He will have as many postseason wins as him with one more win. What if he wins two more? 
Rob, what if the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl this year? He will be third all time in postseason wins if they go to the Super Bowl this year. He will have as many postseason wins as Terry Bradshaw, John Elway, Steve Young, and Peyton Manning. He'll be tied for third all time this season if the Chiefs just win two more playoff games and go to the Super Bowl. He is four behind Joe Montana. Now the Brady thing, you guys can, the Brady thing, we, we, a little, we a little ways from there. Tom Brady's got 35 postseason wins. And that's a lot of times, remember, he wasn't playing in that first round of the postseason. There's a lot of times he just played fewer postseason games than everybody else because he didn't play that first week. He didn't need that first week. His team took care of business in the regular season. 35 postseason wins is ridiculous. So we still got a ways to go till we have that conversation. He could catch Joe Montana next year in postseason wins. He can catch Peyton Manning this year in wins. Elway this year in wins. Terry Bradshaw in wins this year. Patrick Mahomes is not normal. (laughs) This kind of success, we are at the point that we are talking about you are standing with the greatest quarterbacks of all time, not just in regular season accolades like 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns and winning MVPs. Those are regular season awards. Rob, we are at the point now that we are not just comparing him all time to regular season numbers with these guys. We are comparing you postseason success-wise and what you've been able to do and the amount of accomplishment that you have had in January. You and I were having this debate yesterday about coaches and, hey, it's been a while since Mike Tomlin's won. It's been a while since John Harbaugh's won. It's been a while since these guys. If you don't have one of these guys on your team, you just ain't having a whole lot of postseason success. There's a difference between winning one or two postseason games like a lot of these. Hell, I'm looking at Taylor Swift. She has one postseason win. She's got as many postseason wins as Lamar. She. She's only, she's only one back of Dak Prescott in her postseason wins. It's something else to be at 12. It's something else to be at 13. Rob, we're talking about a single elimination tournament where a penalty can be why you get eliminated, why one bad call can be why you get eliminated, a turnover, a tip ball, a mistake. The fact that you have played 15 of these and you have won 12 and you've had the amount of postseason success that he's had as a player – It's just absolutely remarkable. 36 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He has a 105.7 quarterback rating in playoff games. These are against the best teams, the best coaches, the best defenses, the best quarterbacks. That does not matter to Patrick Mahomes. He still plays at an MVP level even at this point. That is not what Lamar Jackson does. That is not what Dak Prescott does and Kirk Cousins and some of the other better quarterbacks in the league. It is a special kind of talent to elevate your game at this point of the season where your team wins all the time and you have great individual success. It honestly is one of the wilder changes in Kansas City sports we've ever experienced. Carrington, you were doing the show when fan sentiment was if the Chiefs made the playoffs, that was an accomplishment. But every fan was just wanting to do one thing. Win a singular game in the playoffs. Then they got that win. All they wanted to do was win a playoff game at Arrowhead. You and I are both doing radio in town. There was contentment. Hey, we didn't win the Super Bowl, and that stinks. And the days after, there'd be frustration, and fans would call in and voice their frustration. But 
general feeling in the city was, oh, they won a playoff game. That's so exciting. We haven't seen that in eons. Oh, man, they got they won a game at Arrowhead. Uh, it's been too long. Generally speaking, fans were always, you know, just hounded by ghosts of yesteryear. Ever since 15 has shown up, those ghosts are gone. And now fans talk about every single Chiefs postseason game like it's a foregone conclusion they're going to win. And the idea, the notion, the thought that has popped into someone else's mind that the Chiefs could lose is blasphemy. And the reason they think that, for good reason, is because the numbers you just said. Patrick Mahomes isn't 30 yet. And he's more successful than almost everyone in the AFC in the playoffs. He's not 30 yet, and he can catch horseface Elway. He has a chance to go down as the Brady type that everyone wanted for years. And it is not that long ago or lost on me that fans felt like a playoff win was, you know, golly gee willikers, that's great. And now the notion that you might lose a playoff game enrages the fan base based purely on what he has done in the postseason. Now he is not at that level. Not many quarterbacks in the history of the league are at that level. You want to know who's also been really good in postseason games? Josh Allen. Josh Allen's been really good in postseason games. He's completing 65% of his passes. He has 20 touchdowns, four interceptions, and he has a quarterback rating of 101.6. That's why this game is so fun. And he has five postseason wins in his career. And the quarterbacks that have eliminated Josh Allen have been Watson. Remember that game? His first postseason game was against Deshaun Watson. Patrick Mahomes two times and Joe Burrow. So, for the most part, you need an elite-level quarterback to eliminate Josh Allen from the postseason. You need Deshaun Watson back when he was in Houston, when he was still good before we knew he was Mr. Nasty Man. You need Patrick Mahomes, who Patrick played really well in both of those games, or you need Joe Burrow. Those are the only quarterbacks to eliminate Josh Allen in the postseason. Every week we get the opportunity of catching up with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Usually it is on Monday, but the schedule is a little bit different with the postseason. But you know what? It's still the same quarterback of the Chiefs. Hit me, Rob. He has one of the most impressive resumes on planet Earth. Two-time MVP. Slings it to McKinnon at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown! Batman loves this stadium! Underhanded shovel for a 56-yard touchdown! Touchdown. Two-time Super Bowl champ. Mahomes in the pocket, floats a pass near side. Kelsey over the shoulder! He's got the catch! He's got the touchdown! Kansas City! A beautifully thrown ball! As Mahomes to Kelsey. And the only place in the world where he does an interview weekly is right here on The Drive with CDOT. It's not something that I would say I'm a Waffle House guy, but it definitely we made our appearance at Waffle House uh, a couple of times. 310 means one thing. one thing. Here's Patrick Mahomes. Let's head to the phone lines right now to be joined by the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Our conversation started with it was about the swag surf heard round the world. You guys saw the video. Brittany was doing it. Taylor was doing it. Donna Kelsey was doing it. Everybody seemed to be having a fun time. It has kind of become the Chiefs song. We started with the quarterback asking, how did that happen? How did swag surf become you guys' song? Um, honestly, I don't even know. I think it was just uh, I got played at the stadium um, one day, and everybody loved it, and it kind of just kind of kept going. And uh, I think we needed it this year, and – 
uh, Willie kind of requested it. We hadn't heard it in a couple games. And uh, once he got rolling, it kind of became a thing. So uh, it definitely was a, a cool moment at the stadium. Patrick, the one thing I'm missing in this is I haven't seen you swag, sir. The next home game that you have, I need you to participate in this. Oh, man, it was a little cold out there for me to not be by that heated bench. So I, I didn't want to get out there and uh, get in that cold and uh, show off my dance moves. So I'll have to make sure I, I hold it until another opportunity. Normally, we're talking about your fashion. You know, you're known for your game day fits. This time, I got to ask you a question about your wife's fashion. What was your reaction when you saw her jacket? It, it was really cool. You know, um, she, she's actually been in touch with uh, Jusek, uh, the, the wife, um, for a while now. She's made her another outfit as well. And they, they uh, she does a great job with the, the outfits that she makes. And so uh, she gave her that puffer jacket. I think Taylor got one as well and a couple of other people around the league. And uh, I think everybody loved them. Um, and so uh, I got to step my game up. I got to see if I can uh, uh, see if I can get something just as cool. I got to ask you a question really quickly about during the Miami game with your helmet. I'm wondering if you've seen the picture that's floating where you get hit and you can see the part of your helmet break off. Have you seen that picture? Yeah, I, I got to see it after the game. Um, obviously, it was it was bigger than I thought it was when I was on the field. Um, but uh, it, it's definitely a cool picture. Uh, you definitely don't want your helmet breaking, but at the same time, I'll be able to hopefully keep that helmet for a long time and uh, it'll be a part of my uh, my trophy room. I was just going to ask, where is the helmet? Because I'm wondering if the Hall of Fame has called you about the helmet. That seems like something they would want. The Hall of Fame has not called yet, um, but uh, the they, I know they're doing a lot of testing on it just to see what happened for the helmet to break. I mean, obviously, it did its job and, and helped me uh, where I wasn't hurt or anything like that. Um, but they want to continue to test that stuff and try to get us into the best products as possible and uh, to protect ourselves when we're out there on the field. I know you're super serious during games, but how hard was it to not laugh whenever you saw Andy's mustache? Uh, I, I only saw it really like a couple of times. Uh, I really wasn't even focused on it. I was just focused on the play calls and, and trying to trying to get out there and execute the offense. But uh, definitely looking back on it, it definitely was pretty funny. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough that I have that type of mustache where I don't have to worry about that type of stuff. But uh, his is an iconic one, and, of course, it, it froze over whenever uh, everybody was watching. A lot has been made about the weather, obviously, on Saturday. A lot is going to be made about the weather moving forward in Buffalo. What's the hardest part of playing in the cold? Is it more of a physical challenge or a mental challenge? To me, it's mental. Um, you got to have the attitude that you're going to go out there and just play and let everything else kind of just happen. Um, obviously, after the game, you realize how cold it is. But if you can just focus on what the task is at hand um, and not worry about the cold, uh, I think you can get through it. Um, but, uh, I mean, it definitely was cold out there. I'm not going to lie to you all. But uh, at the same time, I'll focus on winning a football game. How hard is it to keep your hands warm? Because it seems like that's your biggest challenge in those scenarios, that your body might feel warm. But obviously, you got to keep your hands warm for everything that you need to do. Yeah, no, um, you got to try to keep, keep your whole, all any part of your skin that's exposed, you want to try to keep warm. Um, that's just the safest way to go about it. Um, and obviously, I, the hands are important for the quarterback position. Um, and so I try to keep the hand warmers going. Um, when I'm on the bench, on the sideline, keep it keep them within the heaters. Um, but And then when you get out there and play, you just kind of let your adrenaline take over. Right now, we're talking to the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick, let's transition to the game against Buffalo. On a scale from 1 to 10, how tired of you are hearing that this is your first road playoff game? Uh, I mean, it kind of is what it is. I mean, you knew it was going to happen at some point, um, and so it'll be a big deal this week. Um, but all you can do is go out there and try to win your first road game, and it's going to be a great challenge for us and a great environment. Um, and I'm excited to, to get to Buffalo and get to experience that game. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun.
There was an interview circulating that you did with Nate Burleson where he asked you a question about, is it cool to be the hero at home or be the villain? And you mentioned that you liked being the villain. How excited are you on a personal level to go into Buffalo? The last time you were there was during COVID times. No fans were there. That's certainly not going to be the case on Sunday. How excited are you on a personal level to play in this environment? I'm extremely excited, honestly. I mean, I know it's going to be a hostile environment. Um, They have a great fan base. Um, and it'll be packed, and uh, I, I mean, I've watched it on TV, but I get to really experience that fan base in person um, at the stadium in, in Buffalo. Um, but uh, I've always been, I've been a fan of the game. Um, and I think more than anything, I like getting to go to other stadiums and experience that type of stuff and see what the, the stadiums I've watched growing up and those great games, see what it's like and get to play in those environments. And so I know it's going to be hostile. Um, I know they're going to be wanting to win that football game, and I'm sure there'll be some trash talking going on. Um, but when you look back on it, uh, it'd be a great memory to be able to go out there and play in a playoff game in a great environment. I'm going to guess that next week I'm going to ask you this question, and your answer is going to be Buffalo. That was the most hostile environment you've played in. Up until now, what would you say is the most hostile environment that you've played in? Um, I've played in some tough ones. I mean, I played in Seattle on a Sunday night football game my first year starting. That was pretty hostile. Um, anytime you play in Denver on those, those Sunday nights or Monday nights, uh, I mean, they get pretty rowdy up there. Um, and then playing in Baltimore is always a, a great environment. I've played some Monday nights and Sunday nights there. And so um, I've been able to experience a lot of different stadiums. Um, but uh, Buffalo is one that I'm excited to get to. And, and uh, the other one I haven't – I played during COVID, which I would want to play at some point. It's New Orleans uh, with the full stadium. I mean, it's – obviously you don't want to play there when you, until you get there and you get that experience. And uh, hopefully you try to get a win. But uh, it's definitely a memory that you'll have forever. What is the biggest challenge playing in one of those hostile road environments? Is it communication with your teammates? What's the hardest thing about playing in those situations? Yeah, you got to be on top of your nonverbal communication. I mean, when you're playing in an environment like Buffalo, it's obviously silent count, but you have to have the, the hand signals and the silent stuff um, that you can be able to trans, uh, uh, really communicate with the guys on the field fastly because it seems like the clock speeds up um, whenever you're on the road. Um, and so it'll be, a, it'll be a great test for us, a great challenge, um, and we're excited for it. Right now we're talking to Patrick Mahomes here for a couple more minutes, taking a look at their game on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. You guys, over the last couple of playoffs, you have either played Buffalo or Cincinnati. Sometimes you have played both. Who do you consider more your rival? Do you consider it to be Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? I mean, it's both of them. I mean, we're always in these games. We're playing divisional uh, games or AFC championships um, against each other. So, uh it, it, whenever you play a guy uh, we, year in and year out, I mean, multiple times most of the times, they kind of become, you get a robbery. And, uh, I mean, obviously both are great dudes, but both of us, uh, all three of us really want to beat each other every time we play each other. So uh, it's always a great game, and I have a lot of respect for those guys, and we're going to go out there and compete um, and see what happens. You have a great understanding of the history of the game, and you grew up in watching Manning and Brady and the great robberies that they had, whether it was Peyton in Indianapolis or Peyton in Denver. How cool is it to now hear your name thrown in this conversation that when you turn on television, they're saying that this is the new Manning and Brady rivalry? Yeah, it's definitely cool because I, I grew up watching those games um, and seeing how um, great those games were and the memories that I made watching them and that a lot of people made watching those games. And you want to be a part of games like that where the top of the top teams and players are playing against each other and seeing who's the best uh, that game um, and, and that year. And so uh, that's what you want as a competitor. Um, but lucky enough for me, I mean, the AFC has quarterbacks everywhere. Um, I mean, really throughout the entire NFL, a lot of great quarterbacks, a lot of great teams. Um, and that's what, you, that's what you want, to go out there and compete against the best and see what happens. 
Right now we're talking to Patrick Mahomes here. Last couple questions, Patrick, and I'll get you out of here. Number one, you guys have had some weird weeks when it comes to rest over the last month or so. How beneficial is it that now you guys are the team that are getting that extra rest heading into a really important game? You guys are the fresher team. You guys are healthy going into an environment like this. Um, I mean, all, you always want to be healthy. I, I've never put too much on the rest. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to go out there and play football. Um, and so whenever uh, people were talking about that all year long, of us having shorter rest and stuff like that. At the end of the day, you got to go out there and play the game um, and see what happens. So, I mean, obviously, we're, uh, we got, we're healthy going into the game, knock on wood. Um, and so hopefully we can go out there and play, put our best effort forward. But at the end of the day, it's, it's whoever goes out there and plays the best that day. I felt like you guys played your best game last Saturday, and I feel like that's the formula that you guys need. You didn't have a turnover in that game. Isaiah Pacheco got 25 carries. Rice was really good in that game. Kelsey was really good, and the defense was really good. When I'm watching this team, to me, that's the formula that I think it takes to, to navigate this tournament. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, you got to continue to get better and better throughout the playoffs. That's just kind of how it is. You're playing the best teams. Each round, that each team gets even better. Um, and so uh, we got we got stuff to learn from. We got to get better in the red zone, obviously. But we did we did a lot of good things. We'll try to take from that, get even better, um, and then uh, just try to find a way to win the game. I mean, you're going to deal with adversity in in this time of the year, and how can you respond to that? Um, accept the challenge and find a way to get a win. Last thing here, they always show you addressing the team before the games in the huddle. What is your message to the team heading into this game? Yeah, I mean it's the same message I always have: is believe in one another, um, go out there and put our best effort forward. Um, and that we're ready to do this. I mean, um, that, that's all you can do is if you practice the way you practice, you work the way you work, you go out there and believe in each other and play your best game possible, um, then you can live with the results uh, and you hope for the win. That is a quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, joining us on the show today. Patrick, I think I speak for every Chiefs fan, every Bills fan, and every person that loves the NFL. I'm super excited about Sunday, man. Good luck. Appreciate you. That's the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, joining us on the show. If you missed any part of that, you can check it on sixthandsports.com. Also, the Odyssey app. We will replay the conversation in a 5 o'clock hour as well. I know a lot is going to be made about Patrick Mahomes going on the road for his first pro season game, and I get it. Number one, it's just it's a remarkable stat given the fact that this is his 16th postseason game. And this is the first time that he's going to another team stadium in a traditional sense. I know what happened in the Super Bowl and that being in Tampa. That was during COVID. Obviously, very different situation than the one that he is going to face. This is a really difficult place to go in and win. Home teams last week in the playoffs. The only one that lost was the Dallas Cowboys. So 5-1 and one last week in the wild card round of the playoffs. Josh Allen in his career, 35 and 13 in home games. He has only lost one home game so far. That was last year against Joe Burrow. This is going to be one of the more difficult games that the Chiefs will have to win during this entire run. It is different going on the road than having the home game against Buffalo or the home game against Cincinnati that you had. This is probably the most difficult game that they have had in the postseason, aside from the Tampa Bay Super Bowl game. Rob, this is probably the most difficult one that they've had since that first AFC championship game against New England. I'm not putting the, the Bills on that same category, but going on the road to that fan base that you know is going to be fired up for Kansas City finally coming in town and playing a team that you have the history with and the back and forth with, this is probably the most difficult playoff game they've had in theory since that one, I think. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is because maybe last year against – 
Cincinnati would be another team I'd put in that same category because I felt like they would be Cincinnati last year, but there was a sense on the text line and in the city, they could lose last year against the Bengals. Remember, Mahomes was coming off that ankle injury. We didn't know his health status. We didn't know if he'd be full go. You know, there were questions. Could he run around? Could he push off? All those things. But I think both of those games fall in comparison to this one on Sunday. Excuse me. This is going to be the most difficult challenge Patrick Mahomes has faced in the postseason. It's not like he's going on the road. It'd be one thing to have a road game against the Vegas Raiders. Chiefs fans taking over that place. It'd be one thing to have a road game in the postseason and you have to face a plucky, you know, Jets team or a plucky Titans team. That'd be difficult. This is a really good football team and the second most hostile environment in the NFL with the second most rabid fan base in the NFL. And because of weather travel for chiefs fans is going to be very difficult. It is all the elements to make this the most difficult thing he will have done in his postseason career. I want to ask you guys this question. Text line nine, one, three, five, eight, six, seven, six, one, zero. Who do you guys consider to be more of Patrick Mahomes rival? Do you think that it's Joe Burrow? Or do you think that it's Josh Allen? I'll give you my answer on the other side. We can take your phone calls. If you like, we got a little bit of time until Pete Sweeney joins us coming up at the top of the hour. Nine, one, three, five, eight, six, seven, six, one, zero. Who do you guys consider to be more Patrick's rival? Do you think it's Joe Burrow or Josh Allen? We'll talk about it next. Keep it right here. It's the drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. 
I do want to talk about who you guys see as the bigger rival of Patrick Mahomes, is it Josh Allen or Joe Burrow? There's a good question on the text line, text line 913-586-7610. CDOT, who do you think should be more nervous for this game? Do you think it should be Chiefs fans or Bills fans? I think the answer is obviously Bills fans. If the Chiefs lose on Sunday, you guys will be okay. Like, this hasn't been one of those banner years for the Kansas City Chiefs. So you'll be disappointed that your team was eliminated, but you, you've won two Super Bowls. You've been to another one. There's an expectation of next year you're going to go out and you're going to spend the money to go get T. Higgins. You're going to go get Michael Pittman. Maybe Mike Evans becomes a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs are going to be fine. Buffalo has done everything over the course of the last two months to put themselves in this position. You got to remember Buffalo was in danger of missing the postseason Not that long ago, they lost to Denver. Remember that game? They lost to Denver on that last second field goal in which DeMar Hamlin was the extra man on the field. They then lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. This was a team that was sitting at 500, and if they were going to make the postseason, they had to really hop to it. They were 6-6 six and six after Thanksgiving. They then got hot on the road against Kansas City, beat Dallas on the road and beat the Chargers. They won that Sunday night football game against Miami. They have had to win six games in a row to get to this point. So I think it's very safe to say that right now, Buffalo is playing their best brand of football. I know they're banged up, but this is the best version of the Buffalo Bills that you are going to get. They have been waiting to have this game at home against the Kansas City Chiefs for the last five seasons. They have been waiting for this moment to get this chance to knock out the version of the Kansas City Chiefs, the weakest version of the Kansas City Chiefs that we have possibly seen during this entire run. This is a loss that will haunt Buffalo for the rest of their lives if they lose this game. For the rest of their lives. In some ways, I think maybe the best version of Buffalo we saw was in that 13-second game. Josh Allen left with the lead. You go back and watch that game, they're high-fiving and hugging each other on the sideline. We beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Next thing you know, two pass plays. Harrison Bucker field goal. Hold on, wait. How did this game get to overtime? Chiefs win the coin flip. Go down the field. Josh Allen never gets another opportunity in that scenario to beat Kansas City. They didn't even play the Chiefs last year because they lost to Cincinnati in the first round. They were going to play Kansas City. They didn't even get the chance to last year. If there is a team I know that all offseason they've been working and lifting weights and running and doing everything humanly possible to get back to this moment, it was Buffalo. Can you imagine losing in that scenario? How crushing that would be, how damaging that's going to be. If the Chiefs lose, you'll be fine. They'll be back. They'll be back to the playoffs next year. They'll win their division next year. They will be in another second round. They will be back. You will get over losing to the Bills. Buffalo fans will never get over this loss, in my opinion. It will be the It'll be the worst loss and the biggest loss they've had since the fourth Super Bowl back in the 90s. It'll be the worst loss that they've had in the last 30 years if they lose this game. I think the answer is very clearly here in this scenario to answer your question. Who should be more nervous for this game? Bills fans. Bills fans. It's at your house. You beat Kansas City earlier this year. First time you've had Patrick Mahomes in your building. You want to show him what it's like to play in New York. I think it's Buffalo. It's not even close. 
if you don't win this game this year, Buffalo, the rest of us are going to ask, when can you ever expect to win this game? If you couldn't, if you couldn't beat this version of Kansas City's offense, what version are you beating? You got them at home in your you got to win this game if you're Buffalo. Buffalo has to win this game. The Chiefs would like to win this game. Buffalo has to win this game. I think that's the answer. I think that Joe Burrow is more of Patrick Mahomes' rival for this reason. I've seen Joe Burrow beat Patrick Mahomes in this scenario before. They've played in two AFC championship games. Joe Burrow came into Arrowhead, and he was handed the Lamar Hunt trophy. Like, you had to watch Joe Burrow win the Lamar Hunt trophy right in front of you. Buffalo hasn't really said anything spicy towards Kansas City, at least not that I'm aware of. Maybe they haven't. I've just missed it. But we know that Cincinnati has said very spicy things, whether it was Burrowhead last year, whether it was the mayor last season, whatever it was. Like, whatever it was. But I think that's the answer. I think that Burrow at this point is more of Patrick Mahomes' rival than Josh Allen. And Josh Allen, if you win this game, then it changes the course of the conversation. But at this point, I've seen Joe Burrow win a game that really matters against Kansas City. I've never seen Buffalo win a game that really matters. A week 10 game in October does not really matter in the grand scheme of things. Or a November 7th Monday night football game. No one remembers that. No one talks about that game. No one cares that you won that game. This is a different beast. You've never won a game that really matters against them. So until that happens, I think Burrow's the correct answer for this. I think Burrow's the correct answer because I think fans hate him. Like, I know the text line right now is full of, well, Josh Allen's never won anything and dislike for Josh Allen. I'm aware of those things in the text line, but I think that's stemming from the fact that he's the opponent this week. Josh Allen is just another quarterback in the NFL. Chiefs fans don't like him because his name's not Patrick Mahomes. They don't hate him. Joe Burrow came into their stadium in an AFC title game and was down by 18 points, came back, won, hoisted the trophy in that stadium, went into the Chiefs lock, the Chiefs visiting locker room and lit up a stogie. And that stogie filled social media. Hey, Joe Burrow's smoking a cigar again. Joe Burrow's just enjoying another victory over the Chiefs. And there was something about that image that Chiefs fans hated. It just, it hurt them. Then the ensuing season, during the regular season, the Chiefs feel like we have a chance to get back at Joe Burrow for ruining our playoffs last year. And they go to Cincinnati. And guess what? Joe Burrow and co beat them again. And the chiefs fans hatred cranked up another notch. I don't think chiefs fans like Josh Allen, but I think they respect him in the same way they respect their other good quarterbacks in the league, but they hate Joe Burrow and they hate Joe Burrow because he's the biggest threat to Patrick Mahomes. And if he's the biggest threat, that makes him the biggest rival. Burrow is Manning. Mahomes is Brady. Josh Allen to date is Ben Roethlisberger. Tell me if you think this is a off analogy here. I think the comparison is Kansas, Missouri, and K-State. Like, Missouri and Kansas have an equal hatred for one another. I don't like them. They don't like me. There is no scenario in which I want Dennis Gates and I want Bill Self to go out and raise NIL money together or Lance Leipold and Eli Drinkwitz to have some function at Union Station, and they, no, I'm not trying to go get money with you. Where I think in this scenario, 
the Buffalo Bills are probably more like K-State. I don't think that KU and K-State like each other, but it's a little bit more friendly than it is in their rivalry towards Missouri. It's a little bit different, you know? It doesn't seem nearly as hate-filled as the other would. Like, Kansas City and Buffalo, there's, like, a measure of, like, normal, like, sports hate, you know? Hey, you know, we play you guys, we beat you guys, cool. The Bengals seem to genuinely not like Kansas City. Like, I would be surprised if we see Snead get into an altercation the way that he did with Jamar Chase earlier this year. Like, you remember, Jamar Chase and him, they're they're punching, they're pushing, they're doing all this kind of stuff. I'd be surprised if we saw that with Diggs and Gabriel Davis or Dawson Knox or Dalton Kincaid or any of them. It just doesn't seem nearly as much like maybe it's hatred in that. Maybe that's the best comparison that I have for it. It feels like the relationship between KU, MU, and K-State, where Kansas and Missouri have an equal hatred for each other, and KU, they don't, they don't really hate K-State like that, you know? I'm not saying they love them by any means, but... I don't think you really hate them in that sense. It doesn't feel nearly as like going into the next game. Like let's say Kansas city loses in this scenario. I think chiefs fans will be fine seeing Buffalo go to the super bowl. There is not a scenario in which you're cheering for Joe burrow to go to another super bowl. I think it's a little bit different in the dynamic between those teams. We can keep reading your text messages. 913-586-7610. One thing that I am enjoying is hearing Cowboys fans be really upset. We played that television for you earlier. I actually heard some sports talk radio calls about how upset they were. We'll play those for you on the other end. Pete Sweeney coming up in 20 minutes. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. For some reason today, we have spent a lot of time talking about losers. If you missed it earlier in the show today, we talked about Deshaun Elliott. Maybe you don't know who Deshaun Elliott is. Well, he's a loser. He plays for the Miami Dolphins. He took a picture at the airport earlier today, and a caption in the picture was, I pray by the grace of God on the Chiefs fall down. I hope Buffalo beats them like they stole something. Forgetting the fact that Miami had the opportunity to eliminate Kansas City from the postseason less than a week ago, and they weren't good enough to do it. The game was never in doubt, never in question. That you would think that he used some of those prayers for his team to win, but those prayers weren't answered. Now, I don't know why he thinks that now these prayers will be answered, but he says he's praying by the grace of God on the Chiefs' downfall. I would maybe spend that energy praying for Miami Dolphins' success. You guys didn't win your division. You had to go outside in the, one of the coldest days in Kansas City's history, and you got whipped on. Seems to me like God ain't been listening to you a whole lot over the last couple of days or so. I don't know why you think he would start now, but I hope you enjoy your vacation. We also talked about the losers, which are Cowboys fans. Here they are. Disgusted. I am upset. You feel me? I am from Virginia. I flew all the way in today to watch this. I'm sad. Frustrated. We got another Romo on our hands. Choke like I'm disappointed. We need another quarterback, another coach, everything. It don't matter to me. It don't matter. That's how Cowboys fans felt after watching the team implode once again in the playoffs. We need help. We need Jesus. Many blaming the coaches. Mike McCarthy losing at home against the Packers. I think legacy gone, man. Like, you won a Super Bowl with the Packers, and then you go take over a new team, and you lose at home against that team. Without Aaron Rodgers. You know, It's embarrassing. Others, the quarterback. No more Dak Prescott. ASAP, new quarterback. Dak, get him out of here. Trey Lance, the next stud. Let's go. Let's go, Rangers. And many fans demanding change. 12-5, 12-5, 12-5. Who cares when we lose like this to the freaking Packers who shouldn't even be here? It's disgusting. Let's get a real head coach. And if he can't do it for us, let's get a new quarterback. I'm tired. Fans came from all over and dealt with the cold weather just to watch this mess. We drove far for no reason. Fans say they were fed up and freezing. We're from Florida. We're freezing our I'm still here since 10, just to freeze to lose. Not worth it. There was enough blame to go around as the Cowboys suffered one of the most embarrassing losses in the team's playoff history, and now fans are left disappointed once again. I know that it has to warm some of you guys' heart because, in my opinion, the worst kind of loss that you can suffer is you have been standing out there for hours to watch your team and support your team. And at the end of it, there is no reward. Your team loses. The conditions in Buffalo are going to be bad. They were so bad that Buffalo won't practice today. They can't drive to the practice facility. That's how bad the weather is. We just saw a couple of days ago all the snow, all the ice, all of the elements out there. Rob, I don't know if you've been in this situation before. Going out there in the cold to watch your team lose is a bottom five feeling. It's the absolute worst. It's up there with seeing the officials make an obvious wrong call, which costs your team. Like, your team did everything to win. 
and then they don't call pass interference on a very obvious call. You're the Saints. You're going home. It's a bottom five feeling to be sitting out there. You got all you went to Dick Sporting Goods and you went crazy. You went to Shields and you spent $200 to be warm for this game. You dress like a fireman. You got all the warm weather, all the waterproof stuff. You really went crazy. You stood out there for all that time to watch your team lose. You could have done that at home for free, for cheap. I mean, Cowboys fans, if you couldn't go inside, they got like a little, you know, power and light. You can watch the game outside with other people. You were standing out there, and you watched them get beat, what, 42 to 32? Miserable, man. It's a bottom five feeling as a fan, standing out in the cold and watching your team lose. I mean, it's been a rough week for Cowboys fans. First, Nick Saban retires. That's, that's the hardest hit. And then the Cowboys lose. Whew. That is, that is hard, hard times for Cowboys fans. Also, I know it was cold in Dallas. I'm The Arctic blast, the Arctic air, whatever the terminology meteorologists are using to discuss this horrendous cold, hit Dallas, same way it hit Kansas City. But... The people being like, oh, I was so cold. I froze to death to watch this team lose. Yeah, once the gates opened, you can go inside to the heated facility. So miss me with the I was cold during the game stuff. That doesn't resonate with me. But some people, though, they don't have a ticket to the game. It ain't like it was. I mean, they were giving tickets away to the game at the Chiefs game. You got offered free tickets. I got offered free tickets. I was giving them away. I felt like Oprah. You get a pair. You get a pair. You get a pair. I wanted to make sure anybody that really wanted to go out there, I was doing everything I could if I know you to make sure that you got tickets to the game. Now, I, don't, I, I really don't get the mindset of the fan. It's one thing to be willing to stand outside and freeze at the game. I'm not willing to stand outside and freeze to watch anybody play on television. They got television in the house, don't they? They got television inside. I don't want to be part of the masses that much to stand outside to watch a game on television. I, I don't I don't want to be part of it that bad. Maybe when it's warm, hey, it's a little patio action. We're drinking. We're having a good time. It's laughs. It's jokes. Ain't nobody laughing when it's cold outside, bro. You didn't see a whole lot of happy people at the game. Not a whole lot of happiness out there. I'm telling you, bottom five feeling. Have you ever gone and been cold and watched your team lose? I was at the Chiefs and Steelers playoff game. Oh yeah, that's no, you know, you know the feeling that you know what it's you you know what it's feel like to be a Buffalo fan around Sunday mm-hmm. at seven o'clock. You'll recall about that Steelers game; they moved the game to Sunday night during yeah. an ice storm, so it was cold, it was rainy, it was icy, it was the nighttime, and the Chiefs lost on a questionable holding call that happened right in the end zone. I was watching the game at, and then slowly filtered out, got to the car, sat in the car, sat in traffic, and it was just. It was an unfun experience, like zero of 10 would not recommend, would not do again. Unfun. Coming up in about five minutes or so, we're going to be joined by our guy, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. Pete Sweeney is going to join us in studio for the four o'clock hour. Really excited to break down this game with our guy, Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. I'm just really excited about this game because I think these teams are so incredibly even. For whatever reason, whenever these two teams play each other, it's always something, right? It's always something. Whether it was earlier this season and it was the Kadarius Tony, it was the Travis Kelsey, which might have been one of the five greatest plays of Travis Kelsey's career if everything goes according to playing. 
Like, whatever you show the video for Travis Kelsey, I don't really got to read you too many Travis Kelsey stats or give you his, you know, Wikipedia page. Hey, he did this. He did this. I could just show you a five-minute highlight package. That would have been part of the highlight package, but obviously the penalty happens. It was taken off the board. You had that. You had 13 seconds. They played a game a couple of seasons ago, which which was the Clyde Edwards-Alaire game. Like, when Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a 71-year-old man, and he's telling, you know, little other Edwards-Alaire about how good of an NFL player he was, he will show them one game. He will show them the Buffalo Bills game back in 2020. And then they're going to ask, hey, why was no one in the stands? And then that creates an incredibly different story about why no one was in attendance for that game. These two organizations have just played really competitive, really interesting games over the last four or five seasons. I think we're going to get another one on Sunday night in Buffalo. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined in studio by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, the editor-in-chief of the most popular Chiefs website on all of the interwebs. That's coming up. Keep it right here. It's the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. t 